The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. The subject that we've come to today is a very serious one. Now, I, I love talking about the Holy Spirit, and for the record, I love the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful to God that He lives inside of me, and I, I praise God for the Holy Spirit. You see, everything I know about Jesus, I know because the Holy Spirit taught me. That's why He came, to reveal Christ and to glorify Christ. And yet, at the same time that I rejoice in the person of the Holy Spirit, I want you to know that when I talk of the Holy Spirit, I do so reverently. I do so with fear and trembling. Oh, not afraid that I'm going to lose the Holy Spirit. But did you know you can grieve the Holy Spirit of God? That's exactly what Samson did. Samson crossed a line with God. We've been examining the, the moving and the might of the Holy Spirit in the life of Samson, but now we've come to the end of the story, to Judges chapter 16, and here we've come, not to the moving of the Spirit, not to the might of the Spirit, but to the mocking of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what Samson did. He took the Holy Spirit for granted. He does it all through his story, but this is the sad culmination. In Judges chapter 16, you'll remember that he finally tells Delilah uh, the secret of his great strength, and she makes him sleep, and she shaves off the locks of his head. The Bible says in verse 19, "...and she began to afflict him." By the way, that's always the way sin does. The pleasure comes first, the affliction comes later. Uh, there is an end to pleasure, my friend. The pleasure of sin lasts only for a season, and the season gets shorter and shorter. And when that season ends, my friend, there is a winter coming. Uh, there is a, a hard time coming. There's an affliction coming. She began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And I think some of the saddest words in the whole Bible. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. What a tragedy. Honestly, I just I want to weep when I, think, when I think about how Samson mocked the sweet Holy Spirit's power. He took it for granted. He, he committed the sin of presumption. You remember in Psalm 19, verse 13, the psalmist prayed that he would be kept uh, from uh, sins of presumption. Keep me back from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be innocent of the great transgression. Friends, you don't start at the great transgression. You start with sins of presumption. I can do this. I can handle this. Nobody knows. God has forgiven me before. It'll be all right. Uh, I'll make it right later. Do you know what that is? That's sinning against the grace of God. That is, that is saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm taking you for granted uh, that you're always going to do what I want you to do and I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I think many believers are guilty of the sin of presumption. And when you do that, you mock God. I'm choosing that word because the word mocked 
is a word that's used all through Judges chapter 16. For example, in verse 10, Delilah says to Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Uh, Verse 13, Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Verse 15, she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times. Do you see the mocking uh, of of Delilah? Do you see even how she mocks Samson? But I want to tell you, the greatest mocking that's about to go on here is not the mocking of Delilah or the mocking of Samson. It's the mocking of God. Friend, you better not take God lightly. You better not take the Lord for granted. You see, the Holy Spirit can be resisted. Acts chapter 7, verse number 51 tells us that. We know the Holy Spirit can be blasphemed. It's my conviction that's not done by a believer. Uh, That is the sin of an unbeliever uh, who finally just rejects uh, the promptings and the work of the Holy Spirit of God in his life. But the Holy Spirit can be sinned against in the life of a believer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19, the Bible says that the Spirit can be quenched. That's a significant word when you think about the Holy Spirit being fire. Do you remember in our last study uh, that the Holy Spirit, the, the heat and power of the Holy Spirit melted those cords that first bound Samson. There was a day that the fire burned hot and bright in Samson's life, but now uh, that Holy Spirit fire has been quenched in the life of a believer. The, the fire has been extinguished in the candle of his soul. Oh, what a sad picture. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 says that the Spirit can be grieved in the life of a believer. Let me pause just a moment and say to you, we're not studying Ephesians 4, but I think this is a worthy comparison. In Ephesians 4 verse 30, when the Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, do you know the context of that passage? The context of that passage is with your words and with your spirit, your attitude and the words that come out of your mouth, uh, anger and uh, unkindness, ungodly things. Uh, We have this idea that The thing that really grieves the Holy Spirit is someone else's worldly, wicked sin. But did you know that a good church-going Christian can grieve the Holy Spirit of God with their words? Nothing grieves the Holy Spirit like when you speak words that He doesn't want to speak. And so that brings us back to the life of Samson. When was it that the Holy Spirit finally withdrew from him? It was when, with his head on Delilah's lap, He spoke with his mouth and said things he never should have said. Someone said, well, he told her the truth about his hair. He did, but did you ever notice that even in speaking about the strength of his life and his hair, he gave God no credit? (laughs) No, even to the very end, it was all about Samson. It was all about his hair instead of about his God. Perhaps the greatest sin of all is to ignore the God who dwells within That was Samson's sin. No thought of the Spirit. No recognition. Uh, Look, he didn't even recognize when the Holy Spirit had gone. Think of that. He said, I'll go out as at other times and shake myself. I'm afraid we've got way too many churches and Christians who are going through the motions. They are, in the words of Scripture, shaking themselves. There's a lot of motion. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of busyness. But there's so little power. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof Why? How does that happen? It happens when we mock the Holy Spirit. You see, without the Spirit, we get what only the flesh can produce. And what is that? That is death. 
parallel to Samson's story of Saul's in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. The Bible says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now in this New Testament economy, the Holy Spirit does not leave the life of a believer. Praise God. The Lord promised He would never leave us nor forsake us. And if you don't have the Spirit of God, you're not one of His children. So the Holy Spirit of God is within you as a believer. But it is possible that the Holy Spirit could withdraw His hand of blessing, could withdraw the, the power and enabling that you so desperately need if you fail to yield your life to Him, to trust Him, and to give Him all the glory. Oh, what do we learn from the life of Samson? We learn many things. But one of the chief lessons that I'm learning is this. Give God His rightful place. Give God the glory that is due unto His name. The life of Samson was wrapped up in the life of the Spirit. When the Spirit was gone, so was Samson. And my dear listener friend, your life, your church, your family is wrapped up in the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit of God today. Depend on Him and give Him all the glory. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.